Ghosts are horny. Spooky. Revisiting female violence. <laughs> that could be any of these episodes. I, I hate to bring up bugs. <laughs> Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps for your common demon summoning. I accept this headcanon. Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks. This is a John Winchester hate zone. Could have had mm-hmm. Killer Optimus Prime and he had to be racist. To be fucking racist. Persqueeter. Welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where you watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Grimm. And I'm Allie. That's Allie like Madonna. You scare me every time you say that. I'm like, I've done something wrong. Allie like Prince. But like Prince. The pors- no last name. Never. I was going to say the person, but I like accidentally the said porson. the person. The person. The porpoise. The porpoise. <laughs> formerly known as Allie. The porpoise formerly known. Formally. Formerly. Currently. Currently known as Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. Welcome. Welcome. Yes, welcome. All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1 is the Death Game episode. Almost done with Season 2. Woo! We've watched some other Death Game stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's a genre. That's a whole genre that the Western world is being awakened to right now because of Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reawakened, I'd say. Reawakened, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we have favorite death game genre media and or publications? You know, I've watched, I think, most Battle Royales. Mm. I, the only Western one I've seen is um, Hunger Games, which I'm just not a fan of. I think I was just a little too old for it when it came out. But I did really like the Battle Royale manga when I was younger. I think I would hate it now. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Squid Games. I do like that it's the first Battle Royale that really kind of that I've seen that really plays with the genre because the game itself isn't really what it's about and I know some others do it but it's like the society that kind of breeds it and why people would put themselves to it when they shouldn't have to Um, but the thing that I really like about it is up to this point most death games have just been literally throw a bunch of people in an area and they have to kill each other death games is they're literally playing games I like that that's, that's true cool. i also really like squid games mm-hmm. but i do like hunger games i think i was the right age and i like dystopia but i'm gonna throw something that's slightly not a death game but i'm going to count one of my all-time favorite tv shows survivor because you get voted off the island so i'm gonna assume like that can count as death at least social death <laughs> actually the whole crew and like production team goes and kills the and people after yeah. they're voted off the island i also do really love the moment from survivor when jeff probes just put that transphobe <gasps> in their fucking place fucking iconic and when he was like do we even need to vote and then made everyone agree in front of everyone else that the transphobe should go home incredible that's really iconic what people who watch it don't realize is the guy who was outed on the tv show they after production gave him almost complete control of what he wanted included and how his narrative was told that's awesome Yeah. yeah so not only did he step up then the whole production then stepped up so survivor never end oh yeah what about you jasper Mine is the classic Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. Did you know the manga, uh, which the original run of it was from 2000 to 2005. Mm. It's actually based on a novel Mm -hmm. from the 90s. It was published in 95, I think. But yeah, I mean, that's it's similar thematic content. It's about Mm -hmm. fascism and totalitarianism. It just has a bit of a different spin than... You know, everyone's talking about Squid Game right now, True. which is about capitalism. It's just different structures of power and how mm-hmm. they fuck people over. I think, in general, that's what the genre. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just a. It's about the oppressive upper class and bringing that to the extreme. To mm-hmm. me, it's very similar to sci-fi, where it is never just about what's being said. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But what I like about battle royale is it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yes. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Like, I remember being in high school because that, that's when we were in fucking high school because mm-hmm. I started in, gosh, in like 2004, 2005 mm-hmm. or whatever, right when the manga ended. And mm-hmm. I remember it was like my sophomore year that I like picked up the manga 
I remember watching the movie adaptation with my friends and mm-hmm. we were all like, oh, what the fuck? But yeah, there's <laughs> like, you know, people peeing on corpses and yeah. stuff in the manga. And I just remember being like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. It was gruesome. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. I think like I appreciate death games and like death game genre stuff when it's really willing to like fucking go there. True. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of media and published work in that genre. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. I think a lot of it just doesn't go hard enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, some of it's, like, really awesome, but that's, like, maybe 1% of it. Yeah. Like, I just want it to be fucking brutal and disgusting. Like, if you're gonna do a death game, like... Do it hard. Do it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be memes. <laughs> Speaking of death games, let's kill off everyone we love in this episode. Oh, okay, Allie. I said that and it sounded like I was going to murder y'all and my family. Yeah, that's exactly... I was like... <laughs> I more so met, like, characters in yeah. the show. Yeah. I don't have much fight, so this is a good starting point if you plan on murdering everyone you know. <laughs> I would only murder you if you had fight. Fair. That is a very you way to do it. I'm not in the middle of anything except this podcast in terms of, like, projects, so you're not interrupting anything for me. So it's a good time for me as well. Let's not kill anyone here. Like, you started it. Y'all. You started it. Listen, it's the same with saying weird sex stuff. If you <laughs> True. don't start what you can't finish, Allie. Today's episode is season two, episode 21, All Hell Breaks Loose, part one. The one where Sam finally makes some friends. This episode was written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Robert Singer and originally aired on May 10th, 2007. Yeah, it is weird because I was like, uh, sorry, just to bring up Sarah Gamble, because she's the one who so far seems to really love like the queer coded content Mm -hmm. in this season. Oh, yeah. And the religious trauma. And like, I feel like that kind of plays in a little in this episode, too. But we'll get into that later. (laughs) I just this is me the first time I'm finding out that Sarah Gamble wrote it. I'm not surprised. We start with the most horrific scene of all when Dean orders a sandwich with extra onions and then pie. Yeah, the extra onions is a choice. That but is a choice. I Like, are they cooked or are they raw? That's what I want to know. It's on a cheeseburger, a big, so probably like raw. Like, imagine that breath. I think that's why Sam is annoyed about it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's so put upon. That was a great little blip of acting just for a second. He's so mad. <laughs> was it acting, though? Was it? I don't know. What I liked about this is even though it starts with the boys where last episode didn't feel like we got a cold open, this felt like a cold open, but with the boys. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. It was it's fun. fun. Yeah. I love like the setup of it too is like slow, like they're playing around and then mm-hmm. Dean's just sort of sitting there and then the radio static happens. We love the radio static. It's one of my favorite tropes. I know. It's just so good. I think, like, because it's something that's, like, so pervasive across Mm -hmm. different kinds of high strangeness events. Mm -hmm. And even, like, generations. Like, it's something that could still happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I love going into the diner and everyone's throats are fucking slit. It's disgusting. Such a cool set for a diner, too. Yes. It's in like a swamp. I was like, I want more scenes of this diner. Yeah, Yeah. just this, just this diner. They should spend more time talking in diners. True. I feel like in the future we'll get more diner talk, but it just feels fitting. Also true. Also true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And when they finally get like a stable place that they're living at, lots of kitchen conversations nice these are some bitches that like to have a conversation over a plate of food mood i love that yeah honestly mood same (laughs) also dean's like the type of person i guarantee would always have food in his hand if he could get away with it oh yeah absolutely after like their problems with food scarcity for sure and i feel like also with drinks and i don't just mean alcohol they're guzzling just, coffee. Just beverages. Just beverages Allie's of all types. projecting because she always has 800 <laughs> drinks. Allie's like, I need my coffee. I need my water. That's true. I bring water. I bring tea. And I bring a fun drink wherever I go. So, so goofy. <laughs> my favorite type of life. The best part of this cold open is, when I say best, I mean worst. <laughs> it's the the Sammy, the Sam yell. I fucking hate that. It's oh so ridiculous. You know what it feels like to me? It feels like the scene in the prequel, Star Wars prequels, oh. episode three, 
when they tell him that Padme is dead and he walks off the thing with the Darth Vader mask and is like, no, no. it's like that level of drama and secondhand embarrassment. That's funny because it reminds me of the Harry Potter, I think it's the Prisoner of Azkaban, where he thinks it's like his mom screaming in the forest and it's like this haunting noise and I feel like Dean's scream here just like echoes and reverberates through your head for the next 20 minutes like that one does. That's my biggest complaint with the episode, honestly. Or one Mm. of my bigger ones. You know, that's fair. But I'm very sensitive to things that are cringy. Mm, True. I do also like, so this setup when Dean's like running through the diner trying to find Sam and then he opens the back door and it's just like swamp. Like I thought it'd be like a highway in the distance or something and it's just utterly nothing. That was very surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because now it's a true mystery. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And like Sam wakes up on random wood boards what the fuck was that i don't know but i love that they wake up just like literally in the middle of nowhere and they're like in some sort of frontier town like literally the place is like a saloon and a cobbler (laughs) and stuff it's just so fucking ridiculous did you ever go on those field trips in like elementary school where they would take you to like a blacksmith Mm -hmm. very much that vibe i swear this is where they filled kid nation which was that i um, remember kid nation early 2000s uh reality show where they don't remember that at all um kids that were like eight through 13 alone and then had them like run everything like do laundry kill the chickens cook um and like people would cry and so it was like fucking lord of the flies literally was lord of the flies as a tv show fucking love that concept (laughs) do it again it was like this exact set pretty much i I love that i love i'm obsessed (laughs) with that so yeah so sam wakes up on the boards very weird and very immediately, I think, finds Andy. Andy. I was hoping. Andy. It's weird because I like Andy, so I didn't want to ever see him again. Yes. <laughs> you were like, don't come back. I was like, it's no. not safe, Andy. <laughs> not. I also love how he's like, the last thing I remember is my third bong rip. Oh, fourth. God. I think he was saying it was the fourth time he'd packed a bowl again. <laughs> so he was like stoned out of his mind that's i think we were supposed to understand that he was like paranoid from smoking because he was like freaking out but also it's a valid response to this yeah i would probably freak out a little bit too even if i wasn't like paranoid i'd probably be sitting hyperventilating and crying or making the most of it there's no in between Oh, he's so cute, though. I love his, like, cozy little layers. Mm-hmm. And he's got all the same, like, stoner jewelry with the layered necklaces. And his gay little cartilage piercing. Mm-hmm. And his oh. girls are so cute. I know. Oh, little guy. I just want to pinch his damn cheeks. Mm-hmm. Love that dude. I was so happy to see Andy at first. And then you realized. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. He's going to die. And then I heard Ava's voice. I was like, yes, Ava. I know. And then <sighs> I was like, oh, no, Ava, stay away. Yeah, that's right. Because you caught on that Ava was evil, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they leave it pretty up in the air whether or not she is, like, the last yeah. time we see her. But you were like, no. <laughs> that bitch's evil. She's just way too precocious mm. to be good she's like you gotta say though like her crying and her yeah, fake so relief good. and all of it's that amazing. Ugh, incredible love her and then they find jake and lily right after yeah. that i was so sad the first time i watched this that lily was the first one to go i was like great we finally have a gay girl and you kill her immediately Immediately. fuck you not only do they kill her but she's gay and she couldn't be with her love who she killed accidentally like rogue on crack i might be reading a little bit into this too much but i'm like you're finally gonna have a gay woman on the show and then she's also gonna kind of be like an angry lesbian stereotype Right. Yeah. I did like that she was a doll like goth girl though. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that's very correct. Yes. I liked her like halfway down her hand sleeves. Yes. Oh my gosh, the long sleeves. Mm-hmm. That, was the, that was the vibe. Like she probably had chewed thumb holes into mm-hmm. the cuff. Yep. 
just while we're talking about them, that actress who plays Lily is Jessica Harmon, and mm. she plays Nyla in The 100. That's okay. a recurring uh, oh. side character who's one of Clark's various hookups. Oh, is she the lady who lives alone? In the hut. Yes. Yeah. And then the actor who plays Jake is named Aldous Hodge, and he plays Alec in Leverage, which Wait. just had the reboot. <laughs> I love Leverage so much, and I love him so much, and I couldn't place... I cannot tell you how much I love Leverage, and how much I love his character. Allie has a twinkle in her eye that I think might be some wetness. I think she's, like, actually gonna cry from excitement right now. I just... Leverage... Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're... I mean, everyone I talk to about Leverage, that's the reaction that they have. It's been on my list for a minute. It is genuinely, like... Like, ex-con and, like, the quote-unquote, like, bad people found family yeah. and doing good Aww. is really good. Yeah. And it's the dad from um, Haunting of Hill House, the older one. Yeah, and the white guy with the hair mm-hmm. is the lawyer guy in Angel. Oh, oh, okay. It is genuinely worth watching. I'll check that out. Yeah. I will say when we finally got all of them together, I'm like, this is a fun little group of people. It is. <laughs> it's so sad that they all fucking die immediately. Like, yes. I want to watch Sam and the Special Children. Like, yeah. what the fuck were they doing in season two? Like, I want this. Why is this, like, our first time having, like, a hunt set up around Lily? Yeah. She had yeah. accidentally killed someone and then they find out it's her. Yeah. Would, would have been be so, so good. good. Um, I, I think, like, the Jake thing is fine because mm-hmm. he was overseas. Yeah, I actually hard. really liked that he was like, uh, I was in Afghanistan. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. I would fully read a fanfic that was just like them all being friends. Yeah. Can I take a second to talk about some of their outfits? Please. Yeah, I really like that the Afghanistan thing makes it not totally bizarre that Jake is in his army uniform and stuff. Because TV shows do that a lot where they just have, like, characters who are in the military in their uniform for no reason Mm -hmm. when, like, most of the time they don't wear that. And very, very frowned upon in the military to wear your military uniform. Casually. Casually, yes. Yeah. So it's just like you cannot forget about the fact that he's a soldier. Mm -hmm. And um, with them using the word soldier repeatedly Mm -hmm. in the episode, it's very important that you remember it. And we talked about Lily's little outfit. I love her, like, slightly, very slightly flared, like, A-line leather jacket yeah. to go along with that the long-sleeve long sleeve hoodie. And, like, she also has the super long ne- necklace with the angel wings on it that mm-hmm. she's, like, clutching. And then Ava's outfit is very, like, utilitarian. Yeah. She has, like, almost, like, cowboy boots on. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yeah. have noticed that, too. I'm, like... Ava looks like she's literally about to go camping. Yeah. Right. And she has like that corduroy jacket yeah. on. Like but she it's, still looks like her. She does. Yeah. It's just way more practical mm-hmm. than the outfit she was in before, which was all like baby blues and frills and just very cutesy. So when they start having the conversation and they're kind of talking about each other's powers, we talked about the gay porn thing in the last. <laughs> I will say I did find this joke. Obviously, it's not aged super well because it's kind of saying like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is how you punish someone by showing them the grossest thing in the world, which is like men having sex with each other. Okay, but consider this. And this is how I read it so that I don't go insane. Mm -hmm. In my head, Andy is a chaotic by king. Yes. Mm. And is like, I'm going to fuck with straight people. That's exactly how I took I'm it. I'm going to torture straight people. And if I and had I'm like, power, yeah. I would only do it to people who were like super like low-key homophobic. Right. Just so that they start to question and worry. Right. Yes. Because it's, it's their worst nightmare, even mm-hmm. though we know there's nothing bad about it. But it'll really fuck with them. Yeah. But I get why, like, I, if it's read the way where it's like, this is the worst thing that is horrible. Yeah. I just happen to read it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. No. And the other thing is that Andy has to visualize gay porn or be looking yeah. at it oh. himself in order to send it into someone else's head. So. Yeah. Sorry. For some reason, I'm getting flashbacks of that uh, joke in, um, what was it? Hell House from last season really? where the two guys like, we're going to have sex and not with each other. 
I was like, so you all oh, fucking yeah. on the low? Oh, no, it was, it, we're going to have sex with a woman or with someone else yeah, yeah. or something <laughs> the implication was that they're not jerking off but it really did just sound like they were fucking each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like it being read that way yeah it, is it dubious yes but it also is written by sarah gamble who you know i guess in some ways likes gay people so in some ways <laughs> oh god sarah do you like us or not I don't want to know. Are Sarah. you on my team, Sarah? Also, Sarah Gamble's fucking beautiful. Um, I just came across her Instagram with the new season of You, and she is like fucking gorgeous. I'll have to look into that. It later. is unfair. So I think this is when it snaps back to Dean, and he's now with Bobby, and he calls Ash. Yeah, or Ash calls him because they're like looking around for leads in the middle of nowhere, and they don't they don't have shit, and that's it for yeah. a minute. And I was very excited to see Ash. I was. Yeah. And then I got sad. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, though. Head cannon. He's in deep cover. Faked his death. That's what I decided. Fair. Fair. Jordan's looking at me like, "Oh, you sweet summer child." <laughs> Yeah, no, I just think that he put his watch on another body and escaped somehow and is living his best fruity life somewhere. (laughs) And I was very curious about what Ash was going to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm sad we didn't get it because like when the hunters were coming up behind him, like trying to listen in, I was like, "Ooh, we got a little secret. (laughs) Yeah, but no, they had to go two for two, kill. No, three for three. Kill three of our little gay friends. Yep. Lily go bye-bye, our chaotic bye king, fruity little Ash. <laughs> yep. How dare you? How dare you kill all our gay people? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> also, how did Dean recognize his watch? Like, did he spend a lot of time looking at his watch? Mm. You know? Yeah, I had that exact same thought. I, I know it's just like we're supposed to recognize the watch because yeah. they focus in on the watch when they show Ash like on the phone. Yeah. But I'm like, why would Dean know that? Well, maybe they spent a lot of time together where only, he was only wearing the watch. To be oh. fair, that was a massive watch that swallowed True. like his entire ass arm. It also like it just felt so unnecessary and incongruous with like the entire episode. Oh, to have Ash die. Yeah, like there was no time spent on that. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but like I think I had mentioned like if Ash is going to die, he better get like a really cool death scene. Yeah. Nope. He doesn't even get one. Yeah. Nope. He doesn't even get his body there. Mm-hmm. I will only touch on this briefly, but it's just been a recurring problem I've had in season two where they introduce these characters and then we don't get them. Yes, I agree. Yeah. What I really dislike about this is that their little hub mm-hmm. is just demolished yeah i think like one of the things that makes this show work really well is the found family elements of it Mm -hmm. and i just hate that they like tease you with it in season two they're like oh look here it is and then they're like no no found family for you yeah it's very upsetting you can't even have a local bar (laughs) no (laughs) i do like how bobby's involved with this again Um, yeah we haven't gotten much bobby this season but i think he was like his addition in this added something without being like distracting from the storyline right exactly well and i think like the amount of bobby in the episodes Mm -hmm. increases with each season true like we only had him in the finale in season one and Uh we've had him in a handful of episodes Mm -hmm. in this and then it's a few more in season three and then he's around constantly and and then he burns at the stake yeah yeah, I remember when he burns <laughs> at the stake. JK, he's not a woman. <laughs> All right, so we snap back to the ragtag Hunger Games group. and I like Jake. I like Can Jake I just too. say that? Yeah. I like Jake. Like, I know in this scene, Jake is, like, kind of going against the grain because Sam's, like, trying to get everybody together. And he's like, no, I don't want to fucking work with you. This is ridiculous. I'm mm. leaving. But... The second he sees a little girl who he thinks might need help, he goes in mm-hmm. after her. Yeah. And I'm like, I like that guy. Yeah. I like him. 
I also like how we have a black character and he's not immediately pushed into violence. Yes. Because that, because like obviously he has to be violent later in the episode. And if that was our only narrative, match with the narrative of season two in general. Right. That would be hard to solve. This was a really good way to utilize his character. I also yeah. really like how they have him as the pe- person who's unbelieving because it kind of fits character wise. But mm-hmm. then on top of that, immediately puts him in a situation where he realistically would start believing. Right. Like I thought just really was a clear cut and quickly positioned him on their side in a reasonable way like i actually believed he would change his mind like they didn't putz around on that very much and obviously this is later but the same thing when sam finds out about ava like they don't Mm -hmm. they don't mess around with that for too long they're like oh yep you figured it out I like when we learn about Ava later on, the Akiri demon, like how it plays around with its victims before it kills them. I'm like, this is being controlled with Ava. Right. So it's just kind of fun that Ava's like this little sadistic monster. I love her. I love her. Ugh, queen. (laughs) I will say, I do love the Akiri, the way it looks with the long fingernails. It's so good. The only thing I did not like was the chalkboard thing. Oh, yeah. The I will not kill or whatever. All I could think about is Bart Simpson. Me too, (laughs) me too. Yeah, and also, like, if a kid kills, like, who's going to give them assignment? Write this 40 times on the Bert Right, I was just like, this isn't creepy. Yeah, like, have maybe another kid's body or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. So I think this is also when they find out that they're in Cold Oak, South Dakota. Did you have anything about that, Allie? I don't because it's not a real place. It's not. It's not. Um, there's something that's close, like Cold Springs or something. And if y'all are interested in ghost towns in the research, I put like a bunch of them. But there's no even story near similar to this. There's some people left quickly, whether it's from jobs, disease, like a bunch of different things. But there is no fact behind this. Oh, wow. I was so disappointed. I actually like that better. I kind of like you're it right. too. I see, see, that's the thing. I'm like, if you're going to refer to an actual mythological creature mm-hmm. or place or story, just do the story like and get, get it down pat. Like, do it right. Otherwise, just mm-hmm. make shit up. I that's love... True. I love making shit up. Yeah, I'd rather it be accurate or just totally out of the blue. Like, Yeah, well, and the thing is that, like, because ghost towns are, like, a trope, you can do whatever with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's not It's not hard. I don't know. And also, there are ghost towns all around. Like, we have several around yeah. Columbus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's totally room where it could be, like, this could be a thing and people wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. Especially given the location in yeah. South Dakota. Who the fuck lives in Dakota? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, there aren't <laughs> that many people living in South Dakota. I just mean, like, given that it's a untouched frontier town, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those towns failed. Yeah. So there were just empty towns. Yeah. It's amazing. I re- yeah, I, you're right. I do like that. I just wanted a town that's everyone left because it's haunted. Yeah. I don't want Supernatural to change. I want the world to change for Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, I'm sure it has. And if y'all are interested in the Kiri demon as well, I put the link to the Wikipedia page, which actually was pretty informational and solid. Sometimes they're monsters, like there's nothing on the Wikipedia, but I left it there in case you want more info, but it was pretty accurate, especially since she's just touched upon with Ava's skill of summoning demons. I didn't go into it too much. I mean, the only thing to really think about with the Akiri demon is, like, how does that reflect mm-hmm. Ava? Exactly. And I, you know, it's just, like, the illusion of innocence. Yeah. That's really it. That's the whole thing. I <laughs> thought that, that was, like, the perfect demon for Ava mm-hmm. to be controlling. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. Good. Yeah. With her cute little chubby yeah. cheeks. Yes. She looks like a cherub. I know. <laughs> And it's so funny, too, because, like, watching her here and then, like, in modern roles where she usually plays, like, the kind of diva seductress, like... Oh, my God. Get you a girl who can do both. (laughs) Hell, yeah. (laughs) Catherine Isabel... Marry me. Marry me. (laughs) I'll fight you. I'll fight you. Okay. See you outside. Y'all might have just entered in a throuple. I'd be okay with that. As long as she's the pin. The hinge. The hinge. There you go. Works for me. I'll see you outside. (laughs) (laughs) This is where Dean and Bobby get the visions, correct? Yeah. So they cut back and Mm -hmm. we've already talked about the roadhouse burning down. Mm -hmm. But after they think about that for a minute and they're like, well, that sucks. 
is when they get the image from Andy, who's projecting the bell and Sam via a receipt that has Dean's signature on it. D. Hasselhoff. I have a little question for you both. I know I yeah. keep saying this. I'm sorry I keep having pointed questions for both of you. I know. I love it. Does it read to both of you as Andy having a bit of a crush on Dean? Yes. yes. In this scene? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, where's Dean? <laughs> it's kind of the like, do I want to be friends with him? Do I want to be him? Or do I want to fuck him? Like, I feel like that's what Andy goes through with Dean. Yeah, he seems, he's like, oh, Sam, where's Dean? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like immediately. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, do you have anything of Dean's? Like a pair of underwear? (laughs) Let me just reach him. It also reads as Dean having a thing for David Hasselhoff. Yeah. It does, yeah. I'm just like... Of all men. Yeah, of all men, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, I'm confused by it. I don't know. Yeah, the guy who sings the Ooga Chacha song? No, thank you. It's Ooga Chaga. Ooga Chaga. Much better. No, I just, sorry. No, but when you were singing it on the podcast forever ago, you said Ooga Chacha. And I, there was no way to cut it to where it was correct. Oh, no. And I was just like, I'm just leaving it in. Jordan singing Ooga Chacha, even though that's that's not how the song goes. I was losing my shit editing that. I'm actually fine with our audience knowing I am not caught up on my David Hasselhoff mythos. (laughs) So that is totally fine. I hope like there's a supernatural wiki. I hope there's a whole David Hasselhoff wiki just devoted to him. Yes. Good. On it daily. I'm I sure I you know who knows. True. People make these for all kinds of things. True. Oh, Andy. Andy. I just got sad again. Oh, yeah, I, I know. know. I'm 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 really sad when we have to start talking about people dying. I know. It's coming up. I know I said this before, but somebody write me a fic where Andy doesn't die. Yay. Like, somebody please figure it out. Like, I don't care how it happens. Just save that poor little boy. If I could have dinner with people, (laughs) it would be Andy, Lord Byron, Mary Shelley, and Hemingway. So you're going to have, like, all of this, like, literature-type discussion, and then Andy there just smoking a bowl. That sounds great. (laughs) I want to get high with Lord Byron. Are you kidding me? And then Mary Shelley will keep him in place. You need her there. With sexual tension. Yeah, with her riding crop. (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) And I feel like Andy and Lord Byron would be, like, they would get on, like, gangbusters. Exactly. They would get along so well. Mm Mm-hmm. There was this kind of evil part of me watching this. that When I found out only one could survive, I was like, okay, Andy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hi, Sam. I wouldn't say that. True, I like though. Sam. I, I like, like Sam. Sam. I love Sam. I just. I love Andy. I love Andy. Ava, close second. True. Honestly, if I could only pick one of them to survive, I would pick Ava. Oh, my God. Be- you- but, like, I want her to step on me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fanfics, if someone has the five months of Ava just being feral in the oh woods, killing people. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think of looking yeah. that up for a fic. Has anyone wrote this? I don't know. I want that. Holy yeah. shit. Ugh. Feral Ava. Ugh. Especially if she really only started in the uh-huh. beginning only having visions to this. I want to see that. I want to see the descent. The yeah. descent yes. into madness. Yes. This would be the best book. Holy shit. Ugh. Remind me about that later. Remind me about it, too. I'll see you outside. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book for you. Is this the part where Dean finds the yellow-eyed demon in his sleep? No, because oh. Dean does not see the yellow-eyed demon. You mean Sam? Well, first... <laughs> yeah, you're, you're skipping around. You're skipping around. Okay, so first they enter the house, just to catch us up here. They, they're going to get supplies. They're going to get supplies. Lily wanders off. No one notices. Oh, true. Andy finds a salt because he's helpful. Little Andy. He's so happy with his little bags of salt. He's like, look what I got. Andy has middle child energy. I love him so much. I also really like the salt too and like the iron pokers. I'm like, the yellow eyed demon Mm -hmm. armed this place with fangs. Yes. I was like, I know it. When they're looking for pieces of iron too, this is when we find out that Jake has super strength. Yeah, Yeah, he's just really fucking strong. And I was like, um... 
if I got like headache inducing visions and the guy <laughs> next to me got super strength, I'd be a little jealous. Yeah. True. <laughs> like I understand why Lily was pissed. They're all like, oh, what powers do you have? And she's like, I killed my girlfriend. <laughs> Though I will say it sucked that she got off first because she would have been a contender. Yeah, she yeah. would have. Just she would someone. just poke him. Just yeah. poke him. <laughs> you did. I love the conversation between Jake and Sam. I think it's so good. Yeah, it is. I think, well, first off, to back up a second, he's the only one who says anything about taking Lily down from mm-hmm. the windmill, which yeah. I thought was really decent. Yeah. Yeah. And following up the fact that he was trying to help out a little kid yeah. after being like, I don't want to be around any of you. I like They just build him up as a really good, decent person, which yeah. I like. Uh-huh. The conversation that they have here where he's like, I appreciate that you're keeping everyone calm. Mm -hmm. I think it's so good. Like, it puts them on the same footing. Like, visually, we are reminded repeatedly that Jake is a soldier. Mm -hmm. And there's all this talk of being soldiers in, like, an apocalypse. And then, you know, we're aware of Sam and Dean as being John's little soldiers, Mm -hmm. as hunters. But here we have a person in the military telling Sam, you are like me. Like, we're we're the same. There's, like, this implication of not only does he understand Sam's emotional state, but there's the implication that um, they both have PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, then, this does a really cool thing, which the show doesn't do a whole lot, which is put Sam in Dean's shoes. I love because they're talking about like you know Dean always tells Sam that everything is going to be okay and that's what Sam is doing right now for everyone else and he's like I don't know if it's going to be okay and Jake tells him it doesn't matter if we believe it only matters that they do and so we're understanding that that's where Dean has been at for like months and months Mm -hmm. and months yeah and Sam finally gets it too yeah, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, the the dean is always looking out for me. Like yeah. that realization, I think, felt very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here especially because he's having to step up and be a leader and look out for others. Yeah. And directly following this, we have more manipulative Ava. Her <laughs> yes. perfectly timed emotional vulnerability to try and keep Sam unawares. She's amazing. I love her. Oh, my God. Ava. Yeah. Yeah. I just love her so much. Damn you, Supernatural, teasing me with all these interesting characters. For real. And then taking them away. Her acting is so good. And it makes you wonder, too, because, like, the Yellow-Eyed Demon, when it took people, it killed, like we saw with Sam. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, did she kill him? Oh. You know... I I know we talked about this mm-hmm. during that episode too, but I still think she did not yeah. kill I th- Brady. I think yeah. she doesn't actually care that much at yeah. this point. Yeah. But I think because of the way she talks about stopping your hand ringing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, the sense that I get is that she started out feeling really horrible yeah. about everything. But after a, a little while was just like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, because to me, the thing that makes me think she didn't is she didn't have a motivation to at that point. Right, and exactly. And we know she became, like, more cruel, which, like, is justified. Like, and, she survived. And later right. when she says, when you give yourself to it. Yeah, I feel, I get the sense that she really fought this and tried to hold out by, I mean, how Right, exactly. But I do get the sense that she knew he was dead. Yeah. Or at least, like, she figured it, this was just confirmation. Yeah, if you've had to kill people for five, what is it, three, five months? Five months. Five months, like, a part of you's gone. Right. This whole dream sequence was so well done. Yes. 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 I, I love how they it. transition in and out of mm-hmm. it, where it's very smooth on the in and very abrupt on the out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At first, I'm like, why is no one reacting? Like, it's right. so... Yeah. And when they first show the yellow-eyed demon in this kitchen where they're all mm-hmm. together, I love... And it's the same thing they did in Devil's Trap in season one, where they have a light over mm-hmm. the eyes, yes. so you can really, really see them. And that echoes the first episode, the pilot. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. works so well when they do that i, I love. love that and i also love how like manipulative the yeah. yellow-eyed demon is when he's like i'm trying to help you you're the one i'm rooting for yeah that's how my favorite my and of course he's yeah awesome. saying it to everyone yeah yeah mm-hmm. i do like when sam had to see mary's death again 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious what this is alluding to when Mary looks and recognizes the yellow white demon. <gasps> yes. It's you. It's you. I was like, ooh. I know. That is a good Intrigue. setup. Yes. Yeah, because we've only just got like the barest little sprinkles of stuff with Mary. Only a teeny tiny bit. The other things yeah. that happen in the dream that I think are notable mm-hmm. are the yellow-eyed demon saying he just needs one soldier and yeah. then r- continuing on to say he needs a leader. And mm-hmm. we've had Jake and Sam in those positions, positions yes. a leader and a soldier. So it's it's telling us right there, mm-hmm. pretty much, that's going to be the last two of them standing. Yes. He also says the line, it's always been about you. Yeah. That coupled with Mary recognizing yeah. the yellow eye demon is like the biggest like open this can and yeah. then never tell you what's it like I'm oh yeah 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 even knowing I want to see it right now right right please I'm don't like, let me down me. supernatural and this is when we officially learn about the demon blood of course mm-hmm. you already yes. knew about it but I love on the second drop of blood mm-hmm. when the baby turns his face. His eyes flash yellow for a second. Did yeah. you catch it? Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so fun. I tried looking up things about demon blood. Couldn't mm-hmm. find anything. And that's something I think is really fun about mm-hmm. this. Is it's just like, why not have the life force of de- demon and demonic entities be like an inherent corruption? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since we're assuming before this is pretty much our timeline. And obviously yeah. we've never had any like demon baby hybrids before right 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 another thing that's notable about this scene is he talks about different generations yeah special children uh like implying that like this is just one Mm -hmm. year and there are other groups in different age groups which checks out since um in salvation in season one they saved Mm -hmm. a baby oh yeah that makes sense yeah I'm glad that finally came up again. I've been waiting yeah. for it to come back up because they dropped that in and again left it for a long while. Right. And I think the show does that a mm-hmm. lot, especially in the early seasons. There's mm-hmm. a lot of little details that are rewarding way later if you're yeah. keep really keeping track of stuff. For how much it loses in episodes, yeah. there are things they plant that they do work with in the future, which I really yeah. appreciate about it. Agree. Then we have him wake up and Ava's missing. Dun, dun, dun. Where could she be? I love how she just creeps out from around that corner. <laughs> She's just watching them like, mm. I was like, while well, they're all having this dream, because I think she's mm-hmm. already had it. She should have kicked some salt and just sh- boop, put it right in. True. <laughs> I think she was just trying to get them isolated. Yeah, yeah that's true. But did you figure out that... Yeah, you already said you figured she was evil already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jordan's psychic, pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, okay. And, like, this is the thing. And I've talked to people on Twitter, like, in DMs about this. You act like such a clown. (laughs) But you actually are so, such a good analytical Mm -hmm. watcher of, like, TV and movies and stuff. Like, you guess things just as fast as I do. It's just you keep your trap shut about it. (laughs) Whereas I'm like, oh, my God! (laughs) Like, immediately. I think you're the fastest for catching on in terms of everyone I know. I'm kind of curious how that lives up in the newer seasons. Oh. Because, obviously, I've watched a lot of shows, like, of this type. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, this has aged a little bit now. So, yeah, I'm curious to see, like, if the show kind of stays the Mm -hmm. same level yeah we'll see yeah and plus a lot of my guesses are the women's gonna like get brutally murdered and that's usually like i'm yeah but (laughs) that's i mean okay but that's not what we're talking about oh fair fair it's not what we're talking about this time but also you do that well, the thing with Ava, too, that made it easy to guess was just, mm-hmm. like, I was just, like, she would be a good villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, like, you know, the actress is part of that. And then yeah. on top mm-hmm. of that, we also talked about the fact that, like, she was being paralleled so much with Sam. Yeah. And we, kn- we know, or we assume we know, that Sam is not going to become evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then... Yeah. Of course, Ava is going to be evil. And I will say the Sam parallels were like beating a dead horse for a <laughs> while in this show. Yeah. <laughs> I am kind of glad that Ava's the one who killed Andy. 
Like, if it had to be anyone. Yes. I agree. Because his death is so horrible because I fucking love Andy. But I'm like, if anyone did, at least it's our Queen Ava, at least sending the demon. Um, And I'm like... I can't hate it as much as I want to. I actually really like his death scene. Yes. Where he gets, like, gored? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because at first he's so, like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then, like, she's just like, haha, you're going to die. Yeah. I, like, they don't show his middle getting gored. You just see, mm-hmm. like, his mouth and stuff. But then they, they do let you see his, like, hollowed out chest cavity on the yeah. floor. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a good death scene. And just, like, Ava standing over him, too, like, laughing as it's happening. Yeah. It's almost like she's, like, filing her nails. She's just so, like, well, (laughs) do-do-do. And then, of course, she immediately gets her neck snapped, which I actually thought was really good as well. I liked it, too. I think because it's so different from the way that Ava was killing. Yeah. Right? So, Mm -hmm. he's, Jake was just doing something that had to be done. Yeah. And Ava's, like, relishing the violence and the maceration Mm. and everything. And can I also say how much, before I move on from Ava, how much I appreciate her not using her sexuality as a weapon? Because that's something we've seen a lot. Yeah, and I get sick of that. And I really much prefer when, like, there's female characters being tricky and they're relying on people's inherent misogyny and belief that women are weak or need to mm-hmm. be protected. Yeah. Like, I think that's so much more interesting. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what other show does that is um, uh, BBC's Merlin. Oh, Morgana yeah. yes. in season oh. uh, three, I think it is when she yeah. comes back and she's like pretending to be nice. Now, do I get tired of the smirk? Yes. I'll oh, get I tired. will never. Yeah. I get tired of the smirk. I will never get tired of no. that but the smirk. way the way she pretends to be like vulnerable and mm. w- like whimpering and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I really like these two deaths in a row because I feel like we can't blame either one. Like Ava's been so horrifically like uh, tortured through this and right. months of this, and then the army guy. I keep putting Jake. army guy in my notes. Sorry, Jake. Jake. Yeah. Um, he is doing what has to be done and he's definitely someone from a place where like his role was dealing with difficult situations so while this is like terribly sad at the same time i'm not like mad at anyone and it it just makes complete sense what happens right exactly um to touch briefly on ava's little rant at Mm -hmm. sam First off, I love the fake crying, but she still has the tears in her eyes and mm-hmm. she's like sort of wiping her face while she's like, all right, fine, I'm done trying to trick you, whatever. Um, Fucking iconic. Yeah, I I love the gist of what she's saying here. It's like one part practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the more you use your powers, the better you get at them and mm-hmm. the more powers you have. And we learned that from Andy earlier too. Yeah. But also, and I think this is the big takeaway is that the more you use your powers the more they corrupt you true true because they're coming from a place of evil like their origin point Mm -hmm. is demonic and i think even more so when you're using it for evil right like andy did a lot but he was never doing it with the malintent right yeah he's just like pranking people (laughs) and i'm kind of curious too because like what else did Ava have in her arsenal if she didn't get surprised yeah. next snapped there? Mm-hmm. I'm like, was she going to like... They were all tell, Yeah, gonna, what was she going to do? This was the WandaVision end. <laughs> like, it would be that. She just rises up oh and my massacres God. everyone. <laughs> so for the last bit of this episode, I have to say, I find the pacing of it incredible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because the way it's cut... They make you think that Dean and Bobby are going to get there just in time. Yes. But in fact, they get there just like seconds too late Uh to save Sam. And I really like, um, like the setup with them having to go on foot, like building the suspense more and more. Yeah. Well, and then the fight itself too, the way they set up Sam's character, for one, he never used Mm -hmm. any power at all throughout this entire episode where everyone else did. Right. Um, minus Lily, but I mean, she True. was cut off so quickly. But the whole scene when Sam has the opportunity to kill Jake and does not take it was a good um, ending to his storyline of Am I a Monster? Right. So 
Yeah, it was really, really effective. The answer there is definitively no. Yeah. And that is why he dies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that it had real consequence because that's something the show doesn't do all the time. But it had consequence that he's not able to do this and that that's kind of what Jake has been trained to do. Right. Like it really is let's throw demon blood in a ton of babies' mouths and see which one ends up the best soldier. And surprise, it's the literal soldier. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think um, obviously the focus is more on Sam this whole episode. but. This moment is really pivotal for Dean's character development mm-hmm. as well, though, and just his whole arc this season, where he's been thinking about, I have to save my brother or I have to kill my brother. Yeah. And he has the choice taken away from him. Yeah. yeah. Like, he has zero agency in it whatsoever. And um, how traumatic must that be? Right. Like, to already be in the put in the space where you might have to kill him, and then in the end you get nothing like you get no part in this yeah exactly the like devastation Mm -hmm. and helplessness is like visceral yeah (laughs) i love it it's almost hard to watch this end scene because of how well it's acted how well the fight scene is organized and how just like almost seamless it is yeah i totally agree there's something about the way that sam just sort of flops forward Mm -hmm. into dean like completely limp is oh oh it's a lot and then seeing bobby <laughs> i don't know why bobby running makes me laugh so <laughs> much he started cracking up i couldn't help it he is kind of with his gun like going swinging side he's to like, side yeah, he's got very a, shoulder running he's got some sass in his step i like mm-hmm. it oh my god but yeah what a tragic end yeah and this is only part one of it so like what the fuck else could happen you know this episode was so self-contained yeah i have no idea yeah yeah true that's fair it almost feels like this could have been the end of the season yeah because it's so much happens and then you're kind of like well what the fuck do you do next this episode here i really only have one complaint tell me and that this episode was so good that it kind of overshadows a lot of the season for me because i'm like you had this in you right this is why i thought this episode was the end of season one because i'm like we can't have more between season one and this like like how can we have a full nother fucking season i forgot that in season one you got devil's trap mixed up with all hell breaks oh my gosh i i completely did because i was like well it's like time and then they drag out for another season right and yeah there are some highlights but another 22 episodes right right um it feels like the first shining star of an episode like this gets a gold star in my opinion i don't i don't know if i would say the first but Mm, fair but yeah it is a standout episode Mm -hmm. The one thing I'll say with regards to race in this mm-hmm. is that I do I do not particularly care for the fact that they have the black man be the one who succumbs to mm. evil <laughs> after we've already we already have like an angry black man antagonist and then we had like a super hyper aggressive violent killer black man antagonist mm-hmm. It just feels like a lot. And and like I said when we were talking about Henriksen, I feel like the way Jake is developed gives it a lot more nuance. And if this was just the one character, I might be like, okay, like whatever. But I'm, it still is kind of like, mm. And I will say that I don't think he's ever like evil, evil. He's mm-hmm. just like, I don't really have a choice here. Yeah. So it's different from the Mm -hmm. attitudes of previous male black antagonists, but it still is a little bit, it makes me a little uncomfortable. I agree. And I think like, would it have been better for maybe it to be Ava and Sam in the end? I still don't think so. No, I agree. It's difficult. And I think like the problem isn't that they're black antagonists. It's that the only black people are antagonists. Like, if we had a cushion of other black characters who were, like, positive, like, if Andy was also black, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, do you remember the one like black guy um, who was in the show with like a really jaunty walk? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, how I like this guy oh, already. Yeah. And then he just walks into a store a and shoots somebody. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, that was in Simon Said. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> See, I disagree about this depiction. But I specifically disagree because I don't see him as an antagonist at all. And I know he killed Sam, but I see him as like, like they're literally not against him. And the he does it because he fully believes this is the only way and one of them has to do it. And he doesn't know. He knows Sam hasn't used his abilities. And he's like, I'm the only person who can go and stop it. So to me, I don't see him as an antagonist. I see him as like... Almost sometimes you see another character in a show that could be a protagonist. Yeah, I get that. I I think, like, I still, it still leaves kind of a bad taste in my mouth. I would have wanted for Jake not to use his powers in the showdown with Mm, Sam. Like, if he, yeah, I don't know how that would even fucking work. Like, is he able to control when he does and doesn't use super strength? Or does he just always have super strength? Yeah, that's what's complicated, because he says he, like, wasn't even mad when he was bench pressing. Right. So it seems Mm. like almost an automatic thing, like it's not even him trying to tap in. So it becomes complicated, and I can see it being read either way. But I think this, to me, is one of the depictions that is a character who has depth and isn't, like, quote-unquote evil or, like, he's not even violent. Like, he takes care of Sam, but he doesn't do it in, like, slashing his throat or some, like, extremely graphic. His spinal cord. So here's yeah. the thing. Jake is a good character who mm-hmm. suffers from the depiction of black men in this show. Yes, That's, exactly. Yes, that is my issue. Yeah. I don't think his character is bad, but I think, yeah, because of the other characterization of black men in the show, it then projects onto him. Yes, I So we are all agree. in agreement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just all yes. saying different flavors yes. of the same kind of thing. To reiterate, the problem here is just that there are no positive mm-hmm. black characters. And beyond that, it's just like they are all so negative. Yeah. It would be really nice to not see a black character come on screen in Supernatural and me immediately get worried. Yes. yes. That would be a good feeling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we won't even get into women. <laughs> we'll have plenty of time later. Women. Don't <laughs> even get me started. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about the fanfic. Y'all I want to talk about the fanfic? Let's yes, talk, about, Let's talk about the fanfic. So I have a fic called The Special Children that was published last year around this time. The author is SPN Final Season, and that's a suit of the mightiest pen. The summary is, after Dean reveals his dad's last words, he asks Sam to lay low for a while. This time, Sam says no. This time, Sam goes all in in his search for the other kids like him. It's a season two AU. Mm. It's just a gen fic. It's rated T. And it emphasizes the relationship, like the sibling relationship between Dean and Sam, and also the friendship between Andy and Sam. It also Mm. has Lily, Jake, and just the special children in general, and some OCs that are special children. Mm -hmm. Additional tags are Powers Sam, Psychic Sam. Mm-hmm. as well as season two, episode nine, Croto and Special Children, et cetera, et cetera. And it's actually part of a series which has three works in it. Ooh. I don't know if this author is still writing them, but it does cover All Hell Breaks Loose and then moves into an AU of season three and four. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. Focusing on keeping the Special Children alive and working with them. It's It's not super long. I think, like, in total, there's only, yeah, there's only, like, 12K words. Mm -hmm. But I just love that someone decided, like, no, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Because I agree. Like, why spend all this time investing in talk about the special children if you're not then going to have episodes about them? It seems silly to me. Yeah. Like... This is the first of the half-finished Sam plots. I want summer camp for our special children and have, like, a lake monster or something. Oh, my God. Special children boot camp. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like My Hero Academia by (laughs) 20-year-olds. Also something I love. Yeah. (laughs) I really like the idea of doing an AU with this, especially, yeah, it's just, like, a big ball that was kind of dropped. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Which was so... With, but we've seen in this episode that they can do really cool stuff with yeah. it. Could you imagine if, like, we had gotten, like, whispers that other hunters have been talking about, like, that people with powers have been showing up randomly, and that mm-hmm. there was even a rumor that they were, like, fighting each other. I don't know. It's just strange. Right. Well, I think that is sort of the implication from the scene with Ash earlier. Mm-hmm. Fair. Mm-hmm. Is because it's with regards yeah. to Sam that he's calling. So it means it's about the special children and the implications of that. Yeah. So I, so I think we're meant to understand that there are hunters with an awareness mm-hmm. of this going on, kind of. But yes, no, I agree. Imagine if the hunters had a Facebook group where they could just like easily share information. They have a, uh, what's the one everyone use? Like a group that like, like workplaces always use. Group me or whatever. Yeah, like those kind of things. A Slack. A Slack, yeah. <laughs> now it would be Discord. True. Yeah, true. The hunter Discord. Oh, goodness. Oh my I think God. that's a little too tech savvy for the old ones. Yeah, maybe Dean could just like get on and talk about his favorite movies with True. other hunters. Yeah, have that in the gen chat. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be so cute. Have a TV room. Shut up. I want Luddite Dean like trying to figure out how to like use streaming services yes. and stuff. Well, this show goes on for fifteen True. seasons, True. so chances are you're going to see that. I will say Netflix did exist at this time. It was just when it was the DVD. Oh only. my god! Oh my god! I remember <laughs> that you had to get them in the mail. Yeah. No one used it. We just go to. I, I used it. Are yeah, you serious? Same. Yeah. We never went That's to. That's why I watched Buffy for the first time. I forget what was the Always first thing we got on there, but we didn't do TV shows. Oh, fair, fair. All right. I think it's time to rate that episode. Yes, please. I agree. Okay, so I'm going to change it up a little bit and start with my rating. Okay. So I would give this episode like a 15 out of 5. Ooh. I loved it. 15 out of 5 fake tears. Ooh. <gasps> Incredible. But I do have an addendum. Okay, tell us. Mm-hmm. Supernatural. I don't know why I'm saying this because your show has already ended. <laughs> Could you please not plant really cool seeds and drop the ball? Because mm-hmm. my only addendum is the whole roadhouse thing. Mm. Yeah. Like, so much wasted potential but if i'm isolating this just as an episode it was so fun i loved mm-hmm. all the characters they all got good treatments even though they died i really liked sam in this episode yeah, yeah. which is rare for you to say yeah yeah very true not to say that anyone here dislikes sam I like, just yeah. like they don't focus on sam mm-hmm. enough to in this season to make us want to like sam more mm-hmm. exactly what about you, Allie? I love this episode. I thought they did incredibly well. I really don't have any major complaints at all. And I thought it was an excellent wrap-up. Like, let's just delete half of season one and two and get right here faster. Yeah, just mush them together. Just mush them, smush them. You can find some way, like, Dragon Ball abridged. Make that of the first se- two yeah. seasons. Yeah, we'll make up a seasons one and two essentials list. Yeah, because I have that PDF. Mm-hmm. Too, so perfect shit did we never publish that no i keep forgetting one of these days y'all will see we'll have the which ones we say are a mm-hmm. must watch from all of us individually yes yeah. so i'm going to give this five out of five ava evil smiles Ooh, i love that what about you jasper yeah, I'm going to give this five out of five as well. We've never all agreed that high. I know. Wow. Well, actually, did, didn't we all give Hollywood Babylon five out of five? Oh, we might have. I think, I think so. we did. Oh, wow. I think we did. I'm going to give this five out of five gay little cartilage piercings. R.I.P. Andy. Mm-hmm. Rip, rip, rip. Still find ways to talk about them. Always. I'm going to talk. I'm going to keep talking Never about forget. Andy. Yeah, this was just, like, really well-paced. It's Mm -hmm. so different from Mm -hmm. other episodes because there's a lot of characters that have a lot of good writing invested Mm -hmm. in them. And I think this does a lot for Sam's character, the potential of him as, like, a a leader, um, which separates him from Dean a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so we never see him, like, really standing out separate from Dean in the early seasons like this. It's great. Did I already say the pacing? The pacing is incredible. Oh, my gosh. It just goes so fucking fast. Mm -hmm. My one thing is just feeling a little mm, about Jake. But, you know, Mm -hmm. as I've said, if that could that's just because there aren't any other positive black male characters. 
I really like this episode. I'm so excited to watch part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of part two. <gasps> Speaking Jordan. of part two, Jordan. What do you think will happen? I'm so nervous because this was such a self-contained episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there's still things left hanging. Okay, yeah. They still have to deal with the yellow-eyed demon. Like they still have to deal with the yellow-eyed demon. They still have to deal Lily. with Detective uh, Hendrickson. Oh my god, Allie. <laughs> Did you hear what she says? I'm like, there's still things left hanging. And she's like, like Lily. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh I know. God. Right? <laughs> Stop <laughs> hate-criming us. Goodness. So, um, that aside... <laughs> They ha- yeah, they haven't caught up to Jake that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Bobby's real fast. <laughs> Unless Bobby's just doing his little run. Booking it. <laughs> his skinny little legs. No. Yeah, so I think, oh, God, and Sam's dead, possibly. Yeah, and what's Dean going to, like, he's going to be useless. So I have things a- brewing up here. I'm just trying to order them correctly. Because for one, we haven't killed off Joe and Ellen yet, so that needs to happen next episode. <laughs> Just wipe the slate clean of characters. Think, are there any other reoccurring characters? Bobby. Bo- I Gordon. feel like Bobby has... Oh, yeah, Gordon. Gordon needs to die still. <laughs> Hendrix, Detective Hendrickson still needs to die as well. I think what's going to happen is Dean is going to have to get Sam to a hospital. He's not dead yet. But that's what's going to lead Hendrickson onto mm. him. And they're going to have Hendrickson mm. on their trail. Dean is going to have Hendrickson on this trail while he's also fighting against the clock for um, Jake to go on some kind of ascension. Mm-hmm. I will say we did talk about some icky stuff about Jake. I am happy that he won, though. Good for him. Mm. I just Good haven't said congratulations yet. <laughs> congratulations, Shinji. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they're going to try and ascend Jake to be something, something, the yellow-eyed demon, and they're going to have to try and stop the ascension, which will stop. I'm going to guess the yellow-eyed demon being able to fully materialize in the human plane. Mm. I love it. Pure chaos. Lots of women and black people, unfortunately, (laughs) that are still left alive at this point, as hard as that is to say for this show, so... Jesus Christ. As in there's more than one, so we're in trouble. Yeah. We'll see. There can only be one. I was going to say I can't wait to see it until your last comment. Right. Am I wrong, though? You're not. You're not wrong. (laughs) That's it. Perfect. Hell yeah. I'm so excited for next time. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhar, and special thanks to Sophia London for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in the finale. Bye. Bye. Bye.